and welcome to the Defend the Den podcast, your home for everything Capital Christian football talk, Capital Christian sports. It is right here for you on the Defend the Den podcast. My name is Matt George from Sports 1140 KHDK in Sacramento, California, joined every single week by head football coach Casey Taylor. And coach, we got some catching up to do this week because we uh, didn't have a podcast last week, so plenty to talk about. Two games have taken place since we last talked. Also, the Honor Bowl took place, which we're definitely going to touch on because I'm very curious to hear how that event went. And I'm sure a lot of people who were there got to experience it. A lot of veterans that were there. It must have been cool for you to take the field knowing that you were playing in front of a, a bigger crowd with uh, with really modern day heroes uh, sitting in the bleachers cheering you on. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And then we're getting down to the home stretch. we got three games left, all of them league games. So uh, there's no shortage of excitement and things to uh, discuss. First off, thank you very much for being willing to, to come back in here and take time off your busy schedule to chat with us every week. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, missed you last week, but looking forward to getting back at it. So, well, let's. I mean, last week was a good week. I guess the week before, you could say, was not necessarily on the scoreboard a good week. You played Bishop Minogue out of Reno. They came for the Honor Bowl game, uh, a game that we were talking before the podcast actually started, had some moments that it would have been a lot closer, and really the game probably was a lot closer than what the score, um, what the score shows. You mentioned two fumbles within the one-yard line, just little things like that that just get away from you. You ended up losing that game 40-13, to but we don't really want to focus on that too much. We more want to focus on what the real importance was in that game and that was the honor bowl can you talk about really what that event was like and what it was like for your players to be able to take the field in front of the veterans yeah it was a great night mark soto and his uh, honor honor um, honor group did a tremendous job and uh to have um them bring it to capital christian we felt very fortunate um it was great you know it was uh, decked out with you know 50 american flags around the stadium um pregame had a great national anthem and they had a uh um, they, they showed what the flag's all about. Um, we had veterans come into our locker rooms and talk about what the flag meant to them. I think it was really great for our kids to hear some of the stories of some of the veterans. Um, during halftime, had a had a, you know another some great pageantry and things like that. So it was a very festive night. Got some real great feedback. I think everybody was inspired and moved by what happened. Um, so we were just very, like I said, very happy to to have the honor bowl at our place and really look forward to hopefully moving on with that and really making it a huge event that we're going to do yearly at our place and it was a great to be involved um you know the game the game was a good good game bishop and Oak's a great football team up from reno nevada um it was uh it was interesting um kind of getting going we didn't you know statistically didn't play real bad on offense you know we um we had over 200 yards passing close to 200 yards rushing and we were able to get a, a quarterback dj malott that um was on a 30-day uh, transfer sit to finally go so it was nice finally having a a quarterback that has been a quarterback trey jones has done a tremendous job at playing quarterback and getting us through the first few weeks but mm-hmm. dj did a great job it was great having him on on our team get, getting with the team and had a couple touchdown passes and trey did a great job trey uh, had a big catch for a 48-yard touchdown to get us going, and he also had a, a 64-yard run. Um, we had two real big plays, uh, uh, Trey Jones and Chris McCoy, that got us down inside the one, and we just weren't able to punch it in and had a turnover on one of them and a missed field goal. And I think that really kind of uh, you know made made it really close. And then defensively, we had a, a fourth and seven and a fourth and 18 that um, you know you need to get off the field in those situations. And uh, to Bishop's uh, to Bishop's credit, you know they made those plays. So we really felt it was one of those games that should have been in the 20s, really tight in the fourth quarter, um, but it turned out to kind of not go our way and kind of get away from us. But you know, again, I think it was a great learning experience through it. I think you know we could have took a an easy route out.
out and played a, a team not of not of their caliber and maybe got a win. But uh, we really felt between the Idaho uh, quarter lane team and Bishop and Nogue right there in the middle of our season, we really needed to be tested and see what we're all about. And I think it's really going to prepare us. It prepared us for last week. We bounced back, which we'll talk about against Lynnhurst and these next three games going up. You know, you've got to play those teams and kind of get in some deep water and kind of face some adversity to hopefully help you in the stretch run of league and then hopefully in the playoff run. So you mentioned Coeur d'Alene and also the Bishop game. Two games, technically, after those two, you went on your first quote-unquote losing streak of the season, uh, losing two in a row, both of them by a a pretty hefty margin. But that's how you entered league play, the Lindhurst game last week, uh, with... Concluding that one, four league games to to wrap up the season. Another game back to back at home. What was the approach to that Lindhurst game? Knowing, okay, we just played two really good opponents, teams that we wanted to play up and and get better by playing. We knew that we were playing up in the competition. Now that we're returning to our league or our conference or our division, how did we want to approach that? Well, you know, league start is every every game in league is very important. I think just getting back at home, we were at home, but kind of getting back into the GEL and kind of teams we're familiar with a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're getting a little more healthy. Some guys are getting healthier. We have some more players coming back joining us last week. Um, getting DJ back and being able to, to expand our offense a little bit more has been exciting. And, uh, and we've had some good practices. You know, I think having some, you know, got to practice during the week and have good practices to get better. And I felt like we did that the Lynnhurst week. We still have improving to do but uh, I thought it was one of our better weeks. Um, you know, going in, that was kind of the thing. And we really wanted to – we felt we had a, um, an ath- we had some an athletic um, advantage on them. We, we really wanted to get the ball in space to some of our athletes, and we really wanted to try to get on them early. We haven't had great starts, and uh, we had a great start. We scored on our first play. Uh, we ran a screen to Maurice Gaines, and he took it 53 yards for a touchdown right off the bat. So that really, I think, got us going. And I think it was a great game for us just for our confidence. And, uh, you know, I think after you get kind of – you know, beat around a couple weeks and you're facing some adversity and things aren't going the way you want them. And you've had you had some moments where it looked good but didn't go well, had some penalties, all those types of negative things go. It was great for us uh, to come out and have a great positive game working on our confidence. And uh, we got up early and, um, you know, second half kind of coasted with it. But it was great to um, – you know, have have that game, and our guys did a great job. You know, running the ball was. Uh, Demarcus didn't play the week before against uh, Reno. He came back with you know had five carries for 102 and four touchdowns. He he's finally getting healthy, and he looked like the dominant player he is. Uh, Maurice Gaines, who didn't play the week before, also like I said, had a big touchdown catch for 53 yards to start it off, and he also had a a long 72 yard run for a touchdown for us. So it was great getting that explosiveness back, which I think helps us out. Obviously, DJ continued to shine the second week at the helm he um you know he ran for 64 yards and threw for 119 and a touchdown but I think just his command of um just kind of guiding our offense really helped our defense played outstanding we tackled a lot better than we had in the past um our defense quarter Mike Kravish did a good job of just really uh simplifying some things we maybe thought we were doing a little too much with uh obviously we're playing good teams that we tried to felt we had to do some more things but it was nice kind of getting back to basics and uh we did a good job and Deshaun Lalee has been doing a great job of running back for us with the with the the injuries to um, Christian and um, DeMarcus did a great job. He had 10 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown, so it's good to see him kind of get going again. And so we ran the ball real well. You know, we ran the ball, you know, for close to 400 yards, and we threw for 119. So, you know, 500 yards plus of offense is a good night at the office. So we were happy with that, and we're just, like I said, looking forward to, to um, working the confidence and kind of going on. It was homecoming um, for us against Lynnhurst, so we had you know, a lot of people back kind of checking out the new uh, – you know the team, the new the team right there. There's a lot of um, 
a lot of things going on during the week with, um, you know, spirit wars and floats and barbecues. And I think a lot of distractions that can be distractions they are not distractions. That's, but I mean, could be distraction mm-hmm. for our guys. And I was happy that they didn't get distracted by a lot of the, a lot of the stuff going on behind the scenes. And, uh, they did a great job of focusing once uh, the game started. And we, like I said, we got off to a great start and we, we didn't look back. So it was great going and we feel really good going into a big one this week against Dixon. Well, Coach, whatever preparation you did, it worked. 49 nothing. the final score against Lindhurst. You don't want to hang your hat completely on one game and feel like you can coast into the, the, the final three here, but hopefully part of the preparation wasn't you didn't have more time because of uh, no podcast last yeah. week. But one of the things you mentioned, which immediately jumped out to me just looking at the stat column, was we've been talking all season long about, well, the team's not necessarily getting off to the quickest of starts, the best starts. 28 to nothing was the fun, or was the score at the end of the first quarter. So what was different? What was the difference uh, for you mentioned scoring on the very first play coming right out of the gate? Was there anything jump off the page to you? Well, I think you know, you know kind of being aggressive there early on and like I said we uh, hit him on a screen and got our guy in space and he outran him and I, you know we got a good kickoff and uh, our defense got us a three and out. So we got the ball real quick and I think you know over the course of the last few weeks, you know, um, we uh, teams have gotten drives and put time and worked the clock a little bit right off the bat so it's hard to get off to that mm. that real fast starter. Maybe we didn't answer the bell or we gave up a, a big play, but um, I think we really came in focus. Like I said, offensively we were, uh, you know, I think probably three of our first six plays were touchdowns, you know, so we really got on them. But our defense did a real good job of giving us a short field and not letting uh, not, not let, letting teams put good first downs together and kind of really slowing the game down a little bit. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, but I think on all three phases, we played really well. And, um, you know, I think we just played with a lot of confidence. I think that's where we got to really get. I think after, like I said, having those two weeks, I think our confidence was uh, – you know, how good are we? Where are we, you know? And uh, we want to test to see where we're at, but I didn't know there's kind of a double-edged sword with that too, playing real good teams and getting beat pretty good mm-hmm. of going, you know, oh, what, are we good at all, you know? So I think it was good to get them get back to familiar teams where they're at, but I think just for them to see that, you know, when you play good teams, you know, you play 48 minutes, you know, we had glimpses in those games, you know, probably 18 to 20 minutes where we played really, really well, you know, and competed with these good guys. And uh, we just, uh, again, you can't, you can't give up fourth down conversions. You can't turn the ball over inside your own five you can't um have penalties at certain times of the game and that's kind of what we had been doing and it's all part of the process and again i'm a big believer in making a lot of mistakes being tested earlier on the season i see i see this going in now we're in league but kind of a preseason to really see what you're about Mm -hmm. and really get to know what your weaknesses are what you have your strengths and where you got to get better and there's only one way to find that out i feel is to face adversity i think sometimes you get a false sense when you play uh sub sub uh, caliber teams and you're you're winning a lot your record looks good and what have you but then when you play a real good team you can't face that adversity so i feel like those are lessons that need to be learned so now that uh you know if we can uh find a way dixon's a real good team and you know they're three and zero in league and if they win they they'll be the league champions and we have a couple we have to keep finishing on but they're obviously the big game right now on our schedule we got to focus on a win but you hope by having those tough games early you know, it helps you in these next three weeks. And then getting into the playoffs, we've kind of been in some of those tough games, you know. So that's kind of part of the process we talk about. And, um, you know, like I said, we're excited where we're at. We have a, you know, like I said, a big two big road games with Dixon and Natomas coming up. Um, really focusing in on uh, Dixon. I just can't believe it's already week eight. You know, it's going fast. It's funny how it sneaks up on you. But our guys are confident. And we're uh, excited to have a great game here on Friday. We're going to take the break here in just a second and talk about that Dixon game and the final three games here uh, in the next segment. But before we do that, Coach, seven games now into your – seven complete games into your uh, tenure as head coach of the Cougars. A lot of times the success of a team depends on 
a buy-in not just from players but also your coaching staff and yourself as well how would you feel team-wise and program-wide everybody has bought in uh, so far at this point in the yeah, season. Yeah, we're getting there. You know, we're a work in progress still, you know, and I think that's, uh, you know, one of my goals every year is to find the best version of our team, you know, and that includes our players and our staff. And again, I feel like you have to go through adversity to find that version. You know, it's easy It's easy in life when things are going well to everybody being on, you know, thumbs up and let's go. But, you know, when you start having a little adversity, I think it really shows the true colors of people. You know, we're we're doing, we're, we're excited. I'm excited. I'm having a great time. Uh, but like I said, we've gone, we've gone through some ups and downs. We've, uh, uh, we're trying to learn how to practice right and compete in practice and little things from, you know, riding the bus on the road to, you know, wearing the right stuff to practice to showing up on time to, you know, all those little things it takes to create a great program. There's a lot of stuff we're still working on, but we're getting better and better. And, uh, you know, we love one another. We're having, a, um, you know, a good time out there. And that's the key. We got to keep it fun. We got to keep it fun. But we also got to hold people accountable and do those things. So yeah, I'm happy where we're at. You know, I'm happy where we're at. I'm happy where we're going. And I'm excited. You know, we believe in these guys. They got a great group that um, we just got to continue to get, uh, you know, more mature on the field, in the classroom, and in the community. I mean, that's kind of our goal, and uh, we still got some time to get there. And uh, but we're going the right direction, so we're we're real happy with the way we're going. We're going to take the break and come back. Big game this week against Dixon. We'll talk about that next on the Defend the Den podcast. Welcome back to the Defend the Den podcast. Matt George from Sports 1140 KHDK joined by your head coach of the Capital Christian Cougars football team. This is head coach Casey Taylor joining me. And coach, now we start getting into the the real nitty gritty of it. I mean, seven games into the season, you would think, well, aren't we already there? Yes, but also with three games left, all three of them being league, you are 2-0 in league play, which is fantastic. But this week against Dixon at Dixon, your next two games on the road, there's a lot to be staying up at night thinking about. So what at first, before we even dive into the specific matchup and Dixon themselves, does your approach change at all as a head coach for these final three? Or is it, man, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and trust the process type yeah, thing? Yeah, I think trust the process and just, you know, again, try to try to get, get better, you know, and really focus on one at a time, you know. But obviously, uh, you know, these next two road games are really big for us with um, Dixon as in lead, leading the league. I believe they're 3-0 and right now, and Natomas is 2-1. and So they're 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 – I would say us three are fighting for the league title right now, and uh, if Dixon was able to beat us on Friday, I believe they'd be the they'd be the champs because they only have one more league game, and you know we have to really take care of the next two weeks, and then hopefully come home and play Mesa Verde at home to finish off the season. But we want to hopefully set the stage for that. So you know we got to really focus in on these next two weeks, and don't not without looking ahead to next week. So we're really been focusing on Dixon. They're a great football team that's uh, been on a pretty good roll here. They uh, lost a couple early on against some real quality opponents in Sutter who uh, lost to Oakdale in the NorCal championships last year. So Sutter, we know, is a great program. So um, other than that, they beat everybody on their schedule. So we know we're going to be in for a, a tough fight, and especially playing down there and their field and grass. And, you know, the weather's changing. a little cooler. There's just different stuff going on. So we're going to have to have a good road trip down there and be very, very focused and understand we're going to get their A game, which I think that's, uh, you know, we've been on road trips to Modesto Christian and Marysville. I don't know if we've done a great job of that going in where maybe we were supposed to win by a couple touchdowns and got into a dogfight, found a way to get out of there with the win, and we're expecting nothing less from Dixon. So I'm hoping from our past trips 
that our guys have learned that lesson. And then uh, we got to have a hot start like we did last week, you know. And there was a whole different game when you're playing from ahead than from behind. And uh, we have to do that. But they're they're very talented. They got a great offense. They've been scoring a lot of points. They got a good quarterback, a couple good running backs, good up front, and you know their defensive guys make plays. They're very aggressive on their special teams. You know they've had onside kicks and fake punts and going for two and you know so we know we're going to be uh, having something for us and I think also with them having a bye last week you know kind of gives them a little extra for preparation so they're probably diving into their tendencies and those types of things so we were anticipating seeing something that we haven't seen so with that said you know we got to prepare for Dixon but we really got to worry about ourselves you know and continue to get better continue to work hard in practice Um, again we got we're getting guys healthy which is great how do we mix them back into the plan Um, you know offensively getting DJs it's been great having our quarterback get kind of in the mix where we feel we can kind of have a little more of a complete offense of running and throwing and being a little more balanced. And, you know, we've got a lot of great athletes, but how do you get them touches? How do you get them involved? Those types of things. Um, our line now is uh, is pretty healthy. You know, we've been banged up. Uh, we haven't had a line, the same five guys for the last, you know, all season. And this will be the first time where we'll go into a game with the same five playing the same. So I, we're real excited about that. Made a few adjustments on defense. Um, um, you know, um, Andrew Sullivan and uh, Will Buck kind of were playing some defensive ends last week and did a great job. So we felt, uh, you know, they're with a little couple of little tweaks on that, they've really helped our defense. Um, but we got, we're got we going to go down there and expect a, you know, expect a hard-fought 48-minute game with hopefully an opportunity to win in the fourth quarter. And we understand it's a big one, and, you know, we're not looking ahead or anything like that. Our focus is purely on Dixon, and uh, hopefully we can take care of business this Friday and then look on from there. But, um like I said, it's going to be a big game. You know, they've they've got a you know a small town atmosphere. The whole town will be there. Yeah. Um, I would have, from what I've heard, they've had some uh, pretty heated games through the years, very similar with Marysville. So we kind of expect that atmosphere. So we got to be ready to go down there, have a great bus trip, stay focused, and uh, get off to a good start. Coach, I'm going to take a left turn here really quick and talk a little bit about scheduling philosophy. So these next two games on the road, and then you finish up the season at home. Does that matter to you at all? Is there a preference of I'd rather wrap up the season with my final game being at home? Do you do you think it sparks an even more competitive fire in you and your team knowing that not only is this a big game that you have to win, but you're going to have to do it in their house in front of their crowd? Can you talk about that philosophy? Yeah, a little bit? personally, I, I love traveling. I do. I just it's a you know you against them type of you know the town you against the world type of thing. I, I like traveling. Obviously, it's hard. There's a lot of logistics and things like that for you know, 15, 16, 17 year old kids to get, uh, you know, off their mark, you know, that's why I think last week was really big for us with homecoming and all the, 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 the distractions that could come with it. I thought our guys did a great job of enjoying the festivities and really being a part of it and being a part of the school culture with that, but then uh, separating themselves before the game started and doing what they got. And, you know, obviously these next two weeks on the road are going to be pivotal games for us and going on the road. Um, you know, we look forward to the challenge and I think that's going to be great if we can find a way to navigate through those two road games and then week 10 have a home game to finish it off. Uh, you know, obviously that'd be ideal for us. Um, you know, I think there's, you got to have some of those uh, tough games on the road throughout your year you know and you hope you win them but you know we've had some tough games we've uh you know with Modesto Christian being down finding a way to you know win in overtime you know which was uh great for us on the road and we had a big game at Marysville where we got down early and came back and you know outscored them I think we scored 20 points in the fourth quarter to win I think that's all part of that process and you hope those types of games can help you when you're going to have a tough road game against Dixon or Natomas and uh, you know when it comes down to um you know when you get in the playoffs you know you hope to have uh 
you know, home games throughout there, but you don't know. You don't know. So you're probably going to have to win a tough one on the road. And, you know, obviously the championship games are at neutral sites. So that's kind of a road game as it is. So you got to be able to adapt and be able to travel and do those things. So we feel we've prepared our guys for that. Um, not that we've been good in the preparation doing it. You know, I don't think we've been ex- excellent at it, but you hope by having those having those experiences and be able to talk about it and fall back on it and what would we change different, what would you guys think of this, having those conversations you hope by this time of the year, these next two weeks, we're ready for it and we have a pretty good perspective of what we're talking about when we're traveling and staying focused. And is that an underrated part of a season or underappreciated part of a season, players having something from earlier in the year, short-term memory that they can grab on and latch on to when they're in those trenches and in those moments like, hey, man, we're, we've been down before and we've been able to work out of it. This is no different. Let's just get the job done. I, I totally agree. You know, I think, you know, you've done it. You've been in those situations. You have confidence. And that I think that that's a huge part of it. And I think that's one thing, you know, where my uh, through my coaching career, I think when I first started, it was about trying to win every game, which we still do, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I understand sometimes through tough losses or playing opponents maybe you shouldn't be beating that there's a lot of lessons learned there. I think it uh, very humbles you. It kind of shows you maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Everybody tells how good you are. Uh, I think it gives you some good film to go back and reflect on and understand, hey, look at right here. We're, we got a lot of work to go. As good as you think you are, you got a long ways to go. Almost and like a long-term investment. It does. It does. You know, and I, so I've kind of changed my philosophy on it's not about the wins and losses. It's really about how good can you get in those 10 weeks of preparing your team to go in the playoffs. Because for me, it really comes down to getting in the playoffs. So if you can get in the playoffs and win a section title, that's the ultimate goal for me. When you win a section title, you're able to advance to the state tournament. So that's kind of where it is. Now, if you're 10 and 0, that's great. If you're 4 and 6, like I've been before and made it and won the state title, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter. It's the, up, it's the end of the goal. It's the goal where it's at. It's about the winning that last game. So to me, the, for getting there, there's different ways of getting there. It doesn't always, you like to go for 10 and 0 and mm-hmm. do it the right way. But if it's 4 and 6 or 2 and 8, I would take it. And uh, again, I think, you know, my philosophy is just really using football as that vehicle to teach life lessons to boys and to make it real life's ups and downs so you got to be in those adverse times throughout the year so I try to create a few games a year to where it's the odds are against us just like in life the odds are against us and I think through that adversity that's the only time you can really find the best version of your team because there's some teams you just don't have a lot of talent, you know. And hey, that we're, you know, six and four is probably where we're at. We got some of my best coaching has been on six and six teams, you know, seven and four teams because they, we got everything out of them, you know. But this is a real talented team that I have right here, you know, and they're capable of, you know, of winning it all, you know. But we just got to again continue to to believe in that process and continue to to do making those deposits every day. And I think that's where we kind of struggle right now is understanding that we need to have good practices on Monday. We need to be on time. We need to do those little things where we're getting better but we still have a ways to go or work in progress but you hope by facing that adversity and them seeing it and sometime clicking you know you hope right now in week eight week nine week ten they're kind of seeing that and we're competing in practice and we've got like I said, we've gotten better over the last couple of weeks but we got a lot of room to improve and uh, hopefully here in the next three weeks we get you know have an opportunity to, to win these next three games but also get better and that's the key it's not just winning it's getting better and improving to when you get into the um, playoffs Hopefully we're healthy and we're ready and we got a chip on our shoulder and we've been through a lot. Um, the record don't matter. You know, we hope to be seven and three going in. There'll be some teams that are nine and one, ten and oh, eight and two that might look better on paper, but we Just know they haven't played the teams that we played and been through what we have with the injuries we've faced and, you know, with the, with the, you know, not having a quarterback for, you know, for five weeks. Um, you know, we still have three players that are still on appeals through CIF. So, and we've got some of our good, good players that are going to be coming back. So we, we could, we've been a work in process all year and, 
And to go through that adversity with the injuries and all that type of stuff, I just think it's a credit to the kids is sticking to it. And, uh, you know, I just keep telling, hey, keep believing, keep working hard, and, you know, the outcome will take care of itself, and we can continue to just, you know, grind every day and kind of try to get better every day. I, I really feel that this uh, team's going to peak at the right time, hopefully right, you know, the next three weeks, but more importantly, you know, right there in the playoffs. Coach, last thing for you, from an X's and O's standpoint, how do you approach a team like Dixon that you know is tricky, that's done those special teams plays? And you you said, Sarah, you're expecting something that you haven't seen before coming off of their bye week. So how do you approach a team like that when you don't really know but you want to stay on alert? That's a good question. You know, they do have some keys when they do some of the stuff. I just think it's, um, you know, from a preparation standpoint, we got to be very uh, conscious of different kids in the game that they have. They have some keys to they run them during certain times. But I think just telling your players that, you know, if you're not getting blocked, there's a reason for it. You know, they got some something going on. There's times they do it, some tendencies. But I think just working on them in practice and being awake for it. So we got to be, uh, you know, what's good about what they do is it keeps you not being overly aggressive, you know, and we want to be an aggressive team. So, I think it's just really concentrating with them, communicating with them. Um, there are some tendencies when they do some of this stuff, but understanding that, you know, kick off with onside kick, that an onside kick and fielding it at the 50 is a huge play. Yep. You know, it's like a turnover, you know. So our guys will work on that a little bit more. We'll work on some of that stuff. We'll throw some of those things in, just like we do normally, but just understanding that there's uh, more of a chance this week. And I think that kind of shows what they're about, too, as far as they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna take some chances on Friday. So we want them to take those chances. But we got to make sure we answer those to where they, uh, you know, an onside kick turns into a big play for us. They fake a punt inside their own 20. We make, we make them pay for it. So I think it's just kind of making it an emphasis. And from a coaching standpoint, having things in place and understanding when they're doing a lot of this, that um, we take advantage. But like the fourth downs, you know, we didn't do a good job against Bishop Noah, and it was a game changer. Mm-hmm. We got to make those plays. So that'll be a big part of Friday's outcome. Well, Coach, best of luck. Massive, massive game at Dixon on Friday. Hopefully we're back in here next week talking about a big win, approaching the final two. One thing I know for sure, though, is the team's not going to take a playoff. They're going to be uh, they're gonna be fighting and scrapping for every single thing, and let's get a, a win streak going and keep that undefeated record in, in uh, league play all the way into the playoffs. So thank you so much for joining me again. I appreciate it, and thank you to all you Capital Christian Cougar listeners every single week. We uh, we appreciate you, uh, you tuning in and following this team as best you can. And, Coach, you would love to see that. Them coming out and supporting and even bringing a small contingency to, to Dixon, right? Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just right over the causeway and it's a nice stadium. They got great stands and it's a great small town feel. It's going to be a great game. Like I said, it's going to be you know a big game in our in our league and uh, it'd be great to get everybody out there. We need to support and uh, appreciate the support we've gotten this year. What high school football is all about right there in that rivalry matchup against Dixon. Hope to see you there and we'll see you all back here next week. This has been the Defend the Den podcast. <laughs>